episode of The Unknown Pro. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are right now listening. We've got a special, our very first lacrosse player, so the first ever non-softball person, which is very exciting for a lot of different reasons. But today we've got Sammy Joe Tracy. What's up? Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm so honored to be your first laxer. This is a big deal. Okay, now I know that I can call you a laxer because that's kind of what I was thinking maybe, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm so excited to have you uh, as the first, and um, we're going to dive into some cool things about you and about lacrosse and just about your journey thus far. Is that cool with you? Let's do it. Let's do it. So first and foremost, I want to make sure that people know your bio because it's outstanding. I wrote it down right here. I'm going to read it so that people know like how cool you are before they get to listen to you talk about how cool you are. So um, you graduated from the University of North Carolina in 2017, where you were a two-time national champion. You were a two-time ACC champion, two-time All-American, two-time All-ACC. So you can see this is like, this is a really cool like list of- Double the trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like not once, but twice. Um, you are the record holder at UNC in draw controls for your career in a single season and a single game, which I cannot wait to dive into that part because that's just really cool in general. Um, you are now part of Athletes Unlimited Lacrosse, which is having its debut season next year in 2021. And you Woo! played for the WPLL Pride for three years. So we've got quite an extensive bio here for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a long one. <laughs> but it's better long than short. Hey, right? you know, there's, that's, and you know what? It seems almost like you only graduated a few years ago. So it seems like it's just the beginning. Yeah, it's been definitely a crazy ride. Yeah. Um, start. I came from a small town out right outside New York City, wow. and winning wasn't really a culture. But to kind of just go dive into a a program that's so incredible and mm-hmm. kind of was always right there at the edge, and then being able to help them win their first ever national championship was always a dream of mine and kind of a goal of mine actually mm-hmm. and um that was I got very I mean I could wouldn't say lucky but <laughs> um I got to score the game-winning goal in the 2013 national champion as a freshman oh my gosh <laughs> and um I so the crazy thing about that my number 13 I scored the 13th goal in 2013 in 31 seconds, which is 13 backwards, on May 26, which is 13 plus 13, to win their first ever national championship. So <laughs> I don't, <laughs> so I am very attached to the number 13, but I don't think, you know, I mean, luck can only get you so far, but it was, there was a time and a place and I just yeah. took advantage of it, I guess. So oh that's God. how I started my career at Carolina. Yeah. And wow. then- yeah. That's like a super high note where you're like, okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and set the standard just like extremely high right off the bat. Let's just go, go yeah. and do that. I love, I love the number connection too, by the way. That's like how my brain would work and be like, oh my God, I love like 13 plus two or times two. There you go. Oh my gosh. I just, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Cause we were just like thinking of all the scenarios and it's just kind it is a little weird, honestly. Yeah. Like, and uh, Amber Falcone, she's in the Athletes Unlimited as well. Mm-hmm. We were, I was on the U19 
um, USA, so the under 19. Okay. And she was a senior team and I just committed to Carolina and she really, you know, she didn't have to, but she took me under her wing and then she wrote, and we were both number one on US and she wrote me this long letter and was like, I want you to take my number. And I was like, you know, one, I actually only picked one because it was the smallest size and <laughs> being on varsity as an eighth grader, I was like, whatever. They're just like, this is the smallest size, give it to her. I was tiny. And so I was like, I love number one, but there's no real attachment. Whereas like now I'm like, I'm playing for Amber and she was, you know, an idol of mine and it kind of, and then now we're kind of back together again. So, so cool. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love that story. I think that's amazing. And like I was going to say before you said it too, is that you guys are going to be back together in Athletes Unlimited. So yeah, full circle moment. Um, mm -hmm. I, I actually read, is this your dad played lacrosse? So my dad played at the University of Maryland, who, which is who I played all three national, I played in three national championships oh and that's our biggest rival. And I <laughs> kind of grew up wearing like Maryland everything like turf my dad brought me down there and like I would oh rub God. turtle like all their little superstitions and then my when I got recruited he was like Sammy like this is your time I want you to look at every school and we will decide this together and um like one of my friend's dads took me out to ice cream and we decided there so like my dad was not a part of it my mom they just helped me get there and then they're like Okay, here's the third party, which is my friend Casey Bothlett's dad. And mm -hmm. he, he was like, here we go. Like, let's wow. pros, cons, which I think is kind of important because, you know, you feel the pressure of going to like be where my dad played in Maryland and was, he was a three-time All-American and captain. So, wow. but he was a defender. So he okay. doesn't love my stick tricks, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you're so fancy. Cut it out. Like just do the do the simple. I'm like, oh my god. I know, but I wanna. It's kind of cool to do a little bit of BTB, a little bit of Twizzler. So those are behind the back. BTB. Beautiful. I love and that. And then the Twizzler is another like fancy um, <laughs> shot that I love to use. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it after this and watch some Twizzlers. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's some good ones out there <laughs> behind the back that like so you take your stick and you put it behind your back and then you shoot it no <laughs> it's not that I mean I guess I could like I would call that we we do that to get our arms out in the way when you pass it behind your back but oh, okay. a BTB behind the back is like kind of you hit your shoulder you don't you're not supposed to hit your shoulder but it looks like you're hitting your shoulder uh-huh okay back. yeah Wow, I, cool. You would be, because you have the hand-eye, you would be good at stick tricks. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I, um, I think that for me, one thing that I struggle with in softball is like if there's a ball in the air and I have to like run for it, I feel like my head is bobbling. So I'm like, I can't actually see it, you know, because my head is moving. So I feel like I'd have trouble catching the lacrosse ball in my stick because I'd be like, my head's... But then how could you even wear the goggles? The goggles would be bouncing around I everywhere. I get a really cool strap on my goggles that would go, like, that would really hold them in behind my head, I think. <laughs> okay, but you make sure your pony is up top. It's very important. Don't crunch your ponytail. Of course. Like, if you don't have a good ponytail, you can't play sports, right? 
So it's like a part of the swag. It really is. Like you need to like make your ponytail is like your own to make, but you, I like to have like a pony with two braids in it. But you softball girls love to, you know, do your hair and stuff. Oh my gosh. Right? There's like game day hair is unbelievable. Some of these girls can braid like nobody's business. I'm like, this should be your other profession because of how good these braids are for your game day hair. <laughs> Maybe I'll get some of the girls from Athletes Unlimited to do my braids. I think that's And I'm big on game day makeup, and I know you guys are too. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like specific eyeshadows and, you know, sparkles and all that kind of stuff. But um, it's nice that there's some uh, crossover similarities between the sports because I don't, you know, I look at lacrosse and it's totally foreign to me compared to softball. But I know it's kind of like a cool combination of a bunch of different sports. Yeah, it's definitely like a lot of soccer really trans, trans, ooh, blah, blah, blah. Whatever trans, word that is, yes. Whatever <laughs> word that is, crosses over. Let's just say another one. <laughs> crosses over really well. Yeah. Um, and because of the way you dodge, dodge by people, which is um, where you kind of like stutter step and then, mm. or, you know, plant and explode, run by someone mm. technically. Mm -hmm. um field hockey because of the stick oh, i think a lot yeah, of girls who, yeah and um i don't know no one plays softball because it's the same season so oh okay that makes sense i think if anything they'd play softball when they're younger and then transfer over okay but you have like the ball and like you know in your mitt it has like that like mesh in the corner there you go i know oh. my stuff that's look at us look. oh maybe all i know <laughs> I know there's a glove and I know it looks a certain way. You nailed Has it. mesh in it. We have yeah. mesh too. So. <laughs> that's so, that's so cool. Did, did you play lacrosse from a young age or like how you said some people played one and then got into the lacrosse, but since your dad played, was that something that you started very early? I started playing with my dad, having a catch in the backyard was definitely, he is my best friend. And I think we bonded over sports. So <laughs> and um but I he was a swimmer I swam um I also played soccer I played volleyball I played volleyball for a good portion and wow. I played club volleyball until they were like you got to make a decision and mm -hmm. I ultimately chose lacrosse because I was the shortest girl on the volleyball <laughs> team but I did love to dive around in that, in that back area so um in the back of the court and then I played a little bit of tennis. So I guess I, wow. my parents were really big into just doing it all. But um, at the end of the day, I think I put my most like off time, like when I'm relaxing or just hanging out would be lacrosse. And my brother, my younger brother plays too. He's at the oh, University wow. of Utah. So. Oh, wow. But both my dad and my brother are defenders. And then there's you, an attacker. Yes, an attacker. And I love my stick work where I, my brother and my dad I don't think focus on as much but Daniel does I promise now his coach is gonna be mad at me <laughs> like wait here so I heard that he does, you're not interested in the stick work uh, yeah. that that's so cool and that's like such I love that you said that about your dad because that's how I feel about my dad like my I think my passion began because he lit a fire in me when I was young and with how much he loved softball and got me really into it so that's definitely something that I I love I just I love to hear that and then you and your brother get to keep that lacrosse you know that lacrosse gene very strong yeah that's so cool. my mom she's just a good cheerleader but she loves to watch and there you go she's the fan. yeah did your dad play baseball 
He played baseball, um, just like in high school, he played baseball and basketball, but then he, when he was a grown up, he played like competitive slow pitch tournaments. So slow pitches, like, you know, you watch our games and the pitch goes like this slow pitch. They literally toss it. It's like, that's literally so slow. And I don't know how he did, he did it, but he did it really good. And, uh, he, he was very fast. He did not pass that down to me. So I got, (laughs) I got some height in my life, but 0% speed, which probably wouldn't be good in lacrosse. No, well, I will make you a good draw girl. And yes. so tell us, I, that's what I'm really excited. I'm glad that you brought that up. So you have this awesome record for draw controls for your career, your sing, for a single season and for a single game. So I want to know what that means. So I had a, for, I loved the draw from a very young age. Um, I loved having control. Okay. And I think something special about lacrosse is that you can really control the game. Whereas like, you know, in softball or volleyball, you really have to stick to your role and do it well, right? Whereas like lacrosse, if I wanna hold the ball, score, play defense, do it all, I I technically can. And with the the draw, I was able, I found, figured out a way, I got taught by some of the greats, which is like Dana Dobie, Kristen Jalman. And I, it's like, taking the ball it's like a jump ball in basketball okay and you press the ball in between the two meshes so when i was younger it could be lower in the stick now they've adapted to rules to make it a little bit harder and but they've also changed some rules to make it safer and um technically so on the whistle you're supposed to dig and you go up and away okay so a lot of the times when you're tall it's like jump ball the ball usually goes straight up because girls push really hard mm-hmm. and they time up that jump and they grab it. Right. Mm-hmm. I found a way to keep it nice and close and tight. Cause I'm only five, three, maybe five, four. <laughs> and <laughs> with my sneaker wedges on. Right, of course. <laughs> and, um, so I found a way to like dig it. I call it digging the ball, like scooping it and then pushing it across my face over to my left shoulder and kind of grabbing it um away from the other girl so even if she was tall my shoulder and my head which you can't we have a bubble that comes from the top of the shoulder all the way up to the other shoulder because we don't want you getting hit in the head yeah or the face even though you know (laughs) not with your makeup looking nice yeah yeah but i've been smashed oh boy (laughs) and and um so i figured out a way to kind of win it every time and it took a lot of like practice and I would take the train into Central Park and meet up with Kristen Gelman and meet her at the New York Athletic Club. And we'd go to Central Park and kind of just work on our one-handed stick work and things wow. like that, where um, I kind of got a head start where I think girls start to specialize in college. Okay. So then I was like, I injured my foot my freshman year. You know, I was starting. And then I, since I got injured, I was like, I still want to be on the field. But I, I wasn't, I couldn't contribute as much with my broken foot. Mm-hmm. And um, the draw is kind of what still kept me, you know, playing. And, wow. and then my, I kind of honed in my senior year, especially my, my first senior year and my, my junior, my senior, and then my fifth year, I was like, I'm going to do this as a career. And Ooh. so 
Um, oh yeah. So, oh, it's like, it's such a roller coaster. And I, I don't actually talk about it as much, even though it is my job, just like okay. how I became so obsessed with it. Yeah. But it's about like creativity. And I had a coach, her name was Katrina Dowd. She's incredible. And she was so creative and you could do a lot of like fancy things with the draw if you, you do it right, mm -hmm. which I'm all about like being flashy and fancy and like one handed throws and you could do that with the draw. So we spent a lot of time before and after practice with that. Mm -hmm. And then, so I started winning and winning and then we started winning. And then my going into my fifth year, Mm -hmm. a guy from the MLL at the time. So the major league lacrosse, mm -hmm. um, now it's the, they have the MLL and, P and the PLL. So there's the okay. premier lacrosse league and the MLL. And he was the greatest face-off guy. And his name is Greg Grenley. And he went to Penn state. He was on the U S team and he, he broke all records for ground balls, everything. Wow. And he was like, I want to start a women's side. Do you want to do this with me? And I was like, yes. Like, so I think then I started to be like, write, started writing down like, okay, this is one thing I do like for fun that helps me better at the draws, so like ball placement. You know, I do all these like one-handed stick work training to strengthen my forearm, my bicep and my shoulder. Uh -huh. And then kind of ball tracking, whistle training, so all these things, I started writing them out and like going to his like face off the draw days mm -hmm. and technically creating my own. So I think that's how I started beating my own record because I was like, okay, this is X, Y, and Z that's made me better and I'm going to do it constantly. And I think that's what us draw girls are missing. Not everyone is constantly doing it because the draw girl usually is the best girl overall scrappy hardworking, kind of does it all where mm -hmm. I was a little I was an attacker I technically got a break so I specialized in the draw focused solely on that mm -hmm. and then I I didn't have to run up and down the field I wasn't as tired so just like wow. little things but you would make a good draw girl because you're tall <laughs> you have good hand eye yeah wow I want to be a draw girl I I'm going to come to lacrosse and I want to practice my draw with the with a stick because that sounds like even just watching your hands when you're talking about it like I can only imagine what it'd be like if there was a stick like that's so cool <laughs> I'll send you all the gear we'll get you geared out and then we'll make a call and someone where we could meet up and do a softball slash yeah draw session we'd have to I mean talk about good content that would just I, I normally like to specialize in making, you know, making a fool of myself. So I think that would be a really good way to go. <laughs> well, I love to swing hard and I just, who knows how that's going to end up. We're, yes. This sounds like just uh, something in the works. I think that we have to make something yes. like this happen because I would love to see. Yeah, it would be so great. Um, I, I love listening to you talk about just the, the, like the attention to detail going into your game because I think about, you know, playing, playing softball and you have to be able to, you know, hit this pitch, hit that pitch, be able to, you know, transfer your weight in one way or another, depending on where you need to throw the ball, like all those different things. So I, I love that attention to detail, which makes these things make sense because if you have to work hard in order to be good at whatever it is that you're trying to do. So has that been something, did, did you feel like throughout 
your childhood, high school, and then getting towards college that you were that focused in that way too? Or did it start to come later in college? I would have to say, you know, I, I think we all want to say it started when younger, but I'm, just to be honest, it did not. Like I, that obsession and that attention to detail definitely came at a college level. And I had great examples. Like I had great coaches that taught me like, this is an obsession, not like yeah. a hobby or, and this is like how you get better. Whereas mm. I think, but which is great in high school, I, I just, I just wanted to play with anybody. I'm very social. I'm, I'm definitely a team sport person because <laughs> I just love to, I was like, who can I call or text and, to go meet me at the turf and hang out? And That's just, awesome. I, I guess I always had my stick in my hand, trying to impress the boys, doing a little <laughs> bit extra. <laughs> and then, but I always had it, I guess, in my hand, right? So yeah. um, I always put in the extra work, but distracted myself in the sense of that I was always with other people and fed off their energy and yeah but then that obsession to you know get me to that all-american status and mm -hmm. all like that game time decision making that that one percent that makes you like the best I think yeah. that came in college yeah and so yeah. I mean and 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 now look look at what it's done for you look what it did for you in college and look at where it's taking you now I think that's that's so cool to to just put to dedicate yourself to your sport to your craft and mm -hmm. i think that's something that um is it's really cool that you that there's the opportunity to continue that that's something that i've talked about recently with other softball players that getting the chance to see what you can do even after college you know and that you know you you've played professional lacrosse and you've been able to see what you can do at the next level after college and what now now that we're you know in this new athletes unlimited style um you guys are you guys are starting in july july yes july so when you first kind of heard about it and saw what it was and and everything and then you know going to signing what what was going through your head because like you said you're a team sport person and uh even just from talking to you i know that like you probably just are the life of the party being in a room with people you know you can talk to anybody Thank you. um <laughs> but um <laughs> what what were your first thoughts and what made you pull the trigger on saying yes let's do this so there's a lot of different reasons um i would have to say the ability to be creative was definitely a big part for me and um i love that like i kind of think of us as like an avatar right like as in a game like in a video game yes. and right that's what that's when i think about it and i tell my friends about athletes unlimited it's it's like you're a video game and yeah. you're collecting points and it's and but there i mean there is a team value to it and i i love that i have the opportunity to play with like there's some people like Kayla Trainer that I've been her enemy my whole career and I'm I want to play with her now oh, like nice. uh, I'm ready to play with her yeah she hears this and <laughs> <laughs> but I've been her enemy the whole time right so I have the if I work hard enough and you know get my draw controls get my ground balls um get like my scores feeding I I as a attacker this is like gold. Um, ah. 
because I just have a lot of things I can gain points points on, mm-hmm. and and then I can hopefully, you know, recruit her as a player of mine, right? Yeah. So, and I think, you know, when we're getting drafted for the other leagues and stuff, they a lot of times put certain girls together based on personality and obviously moldability because you're trying to create chemistry fast, right? Right. Yeah. So where this is different now, the players create the chemistry and maybe let's do a little switch up. (laughs) So I was excited about that. I athletes unlimited is so like for a women athlete and I've been an intern at New York city football club. So I've been in that, um, pro environment, um, like major league environment, this is the best we've ever had, right? Like we have the resources, we have um, the guidance, like especially with my brand and being connected to you, it's something we really haven't had the resources for. And now we have it. And it's just, it's like, if you want to take it, like it's like a grab bag, right? Whatever you can grab and every opportunity it's there for you. So it's super exciting. Whereas like, just because lacrosse is small and we're still getting up on our feet. So it's like nothing against what we had. It's just, it was just such a smaller scale. So it's been super exciting to have all these resources and the knowledge and the like ability to learn about other sports and how they've become successful. And so I've been, so those are just like some of the very few. Yeah. Oh, totally. It's, I mean, it's, it's so interesting the the parallels between the sports between lacrosse and softball, because, you know, people have tried to make successful pro leagues. Like it's been something in conversation and, and tried and tried and tried, but nothing ever really stuck. And so talk about very limited opportunities to play professional. And I know you guys are on the same boat. So the fact that now there's this opportunity that seems like this is what, when, when we were playing our season, I, I, I said to my roommate, I said, this feels like we're on the cusp of something. Like, it feels like this is the thing that can stick. And I love that that's coming across with, with softball, with lacrosse and volleyball, volleyball didn't even have an American pro league. Like there wasn't even a pro league in the States. So to think about being a female athlete and look out and be like, well, it's going to be really hard to be a pro if I want to be a pro. But now we're creating, you know, we have these opportunities now and hopefully it continues to grow. But what did, what do you feel like, because I mean, I'm assuming that there's been a struggle being a female athlete and trying to make it. Did, 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 have you had to um, kind of have your lacrosse life and then another part of your life as far as like making money goes and those types of things? I've been very blessed, but with the fact that I do the, I do this draw control Academy, right? Yes. You know, the support, but I have a lot of support of men and, um, and I'm so grateful for them. And, Mm -hmm. but it's just, the men have helped me immensely. Like if I don't think I would be, you know, where I am without the help and push of Greg Mm Grenlian at the face off Academy and the Trevor Baptiste, Jerry Raganese, these, group of guys that treat me like their little sister, but helping my company and my brand grow and helping me push it. And, um, but I know that I'm probably, there's only three of us that are doing full-time lacrosse. If, if, if you're not a college coach and yeah. um, just like kind of talking to my coach yesterday, just on what's like my next step. And I like, as a, a girl, 
who's just trying to make it, it's like, do you push like your looks? Do you push your um, like fitness? Like what is it that's going to grab the attention to keep you relevant? Right. Yeah. And it's like, you don't want to be too sexy because I'm trying to be a great role model for young girls, but also there's opportunity in that realm for other income. So mm-hmm. just this constant battle. And it's like, am I too girly? I'm trying to fit in. And because like when you're in the pro, some, that's just not what they're, some girls are into. And then sometimes you feel like you're the only one It's just trying to find this balance and trying to create connection with Mm -hmm. other pros and come together and build each other up. I think that's like, and helping their businesses because in the end, we're all helping the youth and creating like the next generation of girls. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, how do we create that balance? How do we help and support each other? And but it's like, I, we do still need the help of men in some senses, right. like, cause they've gone through what we're going through now, just a couple years ago. And let's learn from their mistakes. Like, it's not because like, oh, men, you know, paved the way. No, but they've made all the mistakes. Let's <laughs> cut those out. Right. <laughs> so, so it's been, it's definitely you know, a battle because, and especially with social media, um, yeah it's definitely like, how do I want to portray myself? And do I show my true colors? Do I like, which I started my YouTube channel and my best friend, she runs it. She's my roommate and she's from home, doesn't know anything about lacrosse, but she's, I think portrayed my personality a little bit more. Whereas like, you know, I'm trying to be serious because like, this is my profession. It's just, Mm -hmm. there's all these variabilities and it's just, you know, I'm going through it too. And yeah. I think it's great to be connected to other athletes in different realms and understand what they're going through. Yeah. It's that when, when you say that it, I'm like listening and thinking, oh my God, like, I don't even think that I really thought that, but I agree. Like, it's true. Like you want to be the way that keeps you relevant that, you know, that you don't become a has-been too soon and yeah. being, you know, number one, being a professional athlete is hard enough, but then being a female is its own kind of battlefield you know because like you said do I do I want to be this do I want to be that do I want to be the other like am I coming across to this or to that but um that's where I feel like the the model of the athletes unlimited the the style with like you said with the creativity and everything is that every single piece is important and every single piece is valued whether you're 511 or 53 right like those different types of things is like, we can't win without you and we can't win without me. So we need to do this together kind of thing. So I think what you said really, really kind of hits home with, uh, you know, you, you want, you want to be who you are and you want, you all want to win and you all want to bring, lift each other up together instead of with, with, with so few opportunities, it could very much be like, well, I need to keep all this to myself and all this success to myself. When in reality, the sport is better for it if we all are each other's, you know, fans in a sense. But yeah, I, I, I love that. I think it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to, you know, be successful as it is, but you mentioned your academy. I wanted to ask you about that, that you started after you graduated, you started an academy for lacrosse players. So what inspired you to do that? And how has it been being going from college to now kind of running your own, your own thing? 
I, I think I've had a passion for coaching my whole life, but I think my dad was like, this is like your path. And I was like, you know, trying to fight it because I wanted to go to New York and do like kind of what people from my area do. But then I finally realized that's not my path. Like mm -hmm. I coaching is something that it's like, I, I, I like kind of like a drug, honestly, like I, I could be having the worst day and connecting with these girls and feeding off their energy, it completely switches. And also I got to show up and be this personality. So I got like, I get this high from being in front of these girls. And it's, yeah. it's kind of like playing when I wasn't playing because we don't play all year round. Mm -hmm. So I don't get that, you know, intense, like gearing up for like, I gear up for my draw day. I meet these girls from all over, like they're all over the country. I only get a small amount of time. I got to maximize it. I get an hour and a half and I'm teaching a specific skill, which has a lot of detail and it could be sometimes boring. So how do I make it fun and different? And I want these girls to have this experience that they've never had before. Yeah. And I think I've, you know, found that through my journey in college and realizing that, okay, you know, going and doing this fast paced lifestyle in New York city isn't for me. Hmm. Actually, I'm going to go out and kind of mostly suburbia <laughs> hit work with these girls yeah. and, um, get to touch people from all over from different backgrounds and right. making, seeing I can make a difference and I can connect with the girl is just something so special and is what made me who I am today. Yeah. Like, um, I've been to tons of clinics and I don't think, you know, without those clinics meeting my, meeting my idols from like going on the field to off the field, I would have been where I am today. So yeah. knowing that I'm doing that for this younger generation is something that fuels me. And it's something that um, keeps me, you know, always think about what's my next move and how can I make things better and how can I bring like other people along with me and, keep pushing forward. So I've been constantly working with Greg and the draw control Academy mm -hmm. and just kind of molding it with the time to stay relevant and also make sure that the girls are getting what they need and to become the best draw girl they could possibly be or get that opportunity that they may not have had, right? Because they might've been slower or, but this, this skill, if you really want to just be a draw girl, I want that girl to have that opportunity, that tall girl that's not very fast, but she has great stick skills to be that really important player that faces off and maybe, you know, gets off, will draw, get, they draw and then they get off. I, I want a girl to have an opportunity and go to the, her dream school. That's like what's important to me, you know, fulfilling that dream. Wow. I feel so inspired listening to that. Oh, good. <laughs> That I, I'm sure, you know, only having met you 10 minutes before we started recording, um, I could tell you, you have very, you have a very infectious energy. Like you, like you can tell that you are absolutely in love with what you do. And I think that that is so cool and so special. And it's like, I think that when, whenever you're done playing, hopefully it's not for a very long time that you have this thing that you're passionate about and that fuels you that you can do for however long you want to do it. And, and like you said, touch, touch lives of, of young athletes, young females that want to go and be something greater, you know, and, and, and strive for something more. 
Thank you. You make me feel very comfortable. That also helps. Yes. Sweet. <laughs> Woo. I, oh man, I'm like, this is, I just think it, I just, I, I'm, I'm just so excited to learn more because all I know is softball. All I know is, you know, glove on this hand, ball on this hand. And that's like how I live my everyday life. And um, like, like how you said, you figured out that you, what you didn't want with your life. And, and that's something I can, I feel like I can relate to. Cause I knew from a, I knew that as long as I could play softball, as long as softball was in my daily life, that's the life that I wanted to live. And it seems like things kind of fall into place around you when you follow, you know, you work, you work your ass off, of course, first and foremost, but that you follow that passion, that drive. And what, at the end of the day, you, you know, you go to bed and you're like, this, this was exactly how I wanted to spend today kind of thing. Yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. What, how do you, how do you feel about the direction that lacrosse is going? Cause from what I understand is that it's like the fastest growing sport in, in America. And cause when I, when I, the only real um, knowledge I had of lacrosse was that it was more of an East coast sport when I grew up. Cause being from California. Um, but now even my high school I went to in California has a lacrosse team. So it, it's gone from only thinking that it's the schools on the East coast to now it's kind of trickling around the country. So how do you feel about the direction that it's going? It's super exciting. Our technology for our stick and um, everything. I'm a Maverick athlete is completely changed and cool. it, you can be super creative and do a lot of fun sticks, tricks and skills. And the internet is, <laughs> I think, helping yeah. the West coast and also all of these lacrosse players moving out West quality of life. I mean, I, I, I'm a sucker for it as well. I moved yeah. out West and it's, wonderful out here it's like i'm in denver currently but i've you know traveled to scotts we talked scottsdale and right. la and all these l lacrosse players are you know spreading the game and finding these great pockets of athletes and kids mm -hmm. and i think everyone's taking pride and you know i'm from arizona and I'm going to pave the way, right? And yeah. it just takes like a dad. And I met a couple of these dads in Scottsdale and mm -hmm. you know, their kid loves the sport and they do anything to get like a couple people out there to teach and grow. And then mm -hmm. that just becomes infectious like anything. And yeah. so I'm really excited for lacrosse. And I think we've tried to make it, the rules more exciting and easy to understand because coming like from your, sh like if I was sitting in your shoes, it is an intimidating sport with the sense of the rules can be like, what's that? Why did they stop? <laughs> is it Simon Says? Like, and you, <laughs> yeah. And I think it's our job to teach creativity because when I do like a one handed behind the back shot, right, that spreads all over, right? Because we have social media and right. kids go out there and do it. And that's, right. I think, are like you know, when you get to a certain level like athletes unlimited as a pro that's your job to you know grow the yeah. game make it exciting get whatever fuels that kid to get out there and play so i think us lacrosse players are really trying to focus on building up the youth and growing the game and yeah. um these kids are doing like some really cool stuff so um yeah that's that's so exciting because yeah. then it's like you want to you want to have you want people to have the opportunity to feel about it the way that that you felt about it or the that you, you know people that you've looked up to and paved the way for you now you get to pave the way for someone else and i think that that's really cool and that's how 
essentially that's how you grow the game is by getting more interest in wanting to try this other sport. I'm sure if I had an opportunity uh, with a stick and a ball when I was younger, I would have probably tried to fling it around a little bit. I'm sure I would have, <laughs> you know? So yeah, um, that's, that's really, really cool that it's, um, that it is growing and that it's growing so rapidly and that it's reaching other places and other and, and more people. Um, what I want to ask you, because you are so passionate, is there, what, what do you, outside of lacrosse, what are you passionate about? Oh, that's a good I know, question. That's a really, it's okay if the answer is nothing too, because I'd have, I'd have a hard time thinking of, a, of an answer too. <laughs> oh, I got a couple. Well, Let's after go. moving out West and being in Scottsdale and I spent some time in Park City, I love hiking. Okay. And I, I, I love it. It's one of my, it's like so peaceful and it's a great, it's a different way of working out. I think we've all run our, our fair share of 300s and, you know, miles, but to be able to like go, especially being on the West coast where it's like the terrain could be so different on one single hike. You Like you yeah. go from the desert to like high desert. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you've gone, I quarantined in Sedona. So I oh hiked gosh. every trail there. Yeah. Wow. What yeah. a place to be stuck. Right. So I, I went out there cause I was in California and, um, when, so hiking and yoga is another thing I'm super passionate about because I did break my foot and for all right. those gr- girls and guys who go through injury, mm-hmm. I know it can be a, a really weird place because you lost your identity and yeah. your passion, but I found yoga and it helped me recover, gave me great ankle strength and flexibility to prevent me from getting injured again. Mm-hmm. And it also, it's like when we're so, moving meditation, I think for an athlete, so I am a yoga instructor. Cool. So, right, so right on. I forgot to tell you. And um, moving meditation for me is like something, it's so some, for someone who's go, go, go all the time, traveling, airplanes, playing the sport I love it's like, Oh, they're like, Oh, you should meditate. And you're like, okay, I'll let's try it. Let's find some peace in the morning. But I'm like, Oh, well, I wake up at five this morning. I woke up at like five forty-five. So, um, okay. When I'm going to squeeze in my meditation, I mean, you can always find a way, but I think when I go through yoga, I'm only thinking about the moves and holding the poses and the music. And that's meditating because my mind is clear and I'm present. So that is my time. And I always, either it's 20 minutes or wherever it might be, um, to an hour, to an hour and a half. I do love my hot yoga. That's an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, Wow. I I found like this teacher, Allison Arnon and Gwen Lawrence, who's these two different yoga instructors. One is a just for athletes. Another is just for same thing, moving meditation, finding peace. So I think that's something that grounds me and not only keeps me balanced left to right, but right. in yeah, in my soul. And I found a different community outside lacrosse that um, is some like I think we all go to yoga for different reasons and right. find like get that rinse out. So I've been teaching yoga here in Denver. Um, I've been doing like football athletes at Pivotal sports which is wow. down in parker and um pivotal per- performance of, is where i work out here wow. and so packet nolan gave me the opportunity to teach yoga to some football athletes and some of the our lacrosse athletes unlimited girls who've been training out there yeah and so 
it's been nice. Wow. (laughs) That's so cool. And I love that your other passions are also active things. I think that's awesome. Oh yeah. I I don't think I could sit still. I wish I could. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think that's so cool that yoga came out of a time that could have been a really bad time in your life. Cause that's something I did see in your bio that you did have an injury and like you already mentioned it, but that yoga helped you come out of it. And now you have this great thing, this great staple in your life where an injury, like you said, it can really knock you on your butt and make you feel totally like useless, you know, cause where yeah. before you have your team can rely on you, you know, your, your coach can rely on you. And now you're like, Oh, I can't, I, my foot broke. Like I can't walk. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think, I think that's, I think that's so cool that, that, that passion came out of a, a down time for you. So that's, that makes it even cooler. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of people can, um, people or athletes can understand, like, if you get injured, it's like, what do you do? And it's yeah. like, you, you got to still be for the team and you got to be a great cheerleader. It's a different role. And I know it's scary sometimes, but you just got to go 110% and mm-hmm. cheer your teammates on, be that sideline, like energy that they need. And then I also found another passion because I feel like, you know, we spend such a big chunk playing our sport and just like, okay, I need to identify with something else. And I think, you know, either if it's art or drawing or painting or what reading, there's always ways that you can grow in differently. So don't yeah. be dis- for all those listening, don't be discouraged <laughs> when you're injured, you will yeah. find a way. There's always, if there's a will, there's a way you'll find yeah. something. Yeah. And good, and good, like you look back and you think, wow, that was, what a, what a, what a bummer time, but, but then so many good things have happened because of it. So yeah. I think that, you know, you, you think about when you're going through something hard and you're like, oh my God, this is, this sucks. But then you look back on it, you're like, thank goodness I went through that. Thank goodness I went through the hard times. So yeah, um, so much, there's so much to be learned. God, sports, sports, man. They're just sports. Sports. It's just the best. <laughs> I know, I know. We got a little heavy there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's, but. you know, we got to keep it, keep it fun, but you know, with the things that happen, but, um, I'm so grateful that you shared your experience with me and, and your journey and everything that kind of goes into being a bitch in lacrosse player. Like, well, thank you. Yeah. I'm I'm so excited to keep like learning and then watch it and I'm gonna I'm gonna look up the Twizzlers so that I can see what that actually is. Um, okay. But you did a really good job of of explaining the behind the back the B B to B. So yeah, uh, I feel like look at that lingo. I'm just saying I didn't even write it down. I just remembered it in my head. So thank you. I mean I'm I can't wait for July for when you guys get out there and start playing and I want to go watch. Um, and what's cool is I'll probably be able to watch on TV too. So, um, yeah, I yeah, can't wait I, to be your biggest fan. Go Sam. Yes. Woo. You know what? We're going to exchange number one fans with each other. I'll be your number one fan. You can be mine. And then we're just calling it what it is. Just go sports, you know, but, um, do you last question? Very important question. Yes. I saved it for last on purpose. Do you have a name for your stick? The ascent. Like, is that the brand or do you have like a name that you call it? Oh, you mean like, well, I'm a Maverick athlete and I, we, my stick is the Ascent. Okay. And cause it has a little pink in it and it's like, but like rose gold. So it's like, okay, that's cool. 
and cool. it's um 22 degrees so it had that tilt um cool. but so that's what i use and so pardon sorry no that's so, okay i like the badass picture i think it's cool <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> so i that's the stick i use i love it i've grown with maverick and i think it's been super cool but other girls have other different sticks cool. but we all have a, a stick so stick you have a head and then you got the shaft and then the shaft has a butt <laughs> and then, <laughs> i love it and wait i got oh, one i'm so excited i don't know what's gonna happen but i can't wait oh my god <laughs> maverick always sends me sends me goodies Yay. and I will send you one, but so like we got all yellow. So you have different color in here. And then this one's wow. different. This one's like silver Maverick. That's cool. this is the, and now the butts are attached because I used to remember I have to tape my butt because my butt would fall off. But now, you know, technology, man, and this is so light. Look at this. Woo! Wow. Look at that like balance. This. And oh. different colors. Oh my God. I'm sending you one. You need it. I honestly have never needed anything more in my whole life. So That's we got the head the head this is the mesh so you so because that's oh what yes we have there's the mesh the and shaft. this is new addition because we didn't weren't allowed to have this but now like because the boys have it but now us girls can have it too oh yeah shaft got it and then there's your butt but. <laughs> you know what's funny is that the end of our bats we call that's the butt of our bats so there's everywhere <laughs> All right, I will. Well, I work. I'm coming to Phoenix, and I'm swinging the thing. Let's do it. Honestly, we're that's gonna be a dr the dream team. The dream. The dream team. I'll bring my foldable net, and we're rocking and rolling. And then next season for athletes limited softball, you can come and play with softball, and then I could play also with lacrosse. So we're just gonna be cross cross sports athletes unlimited. Virtual athletes. shake. I'm just saying. Virtual shake. Yeah, that's it's on. It's on. Well, Sammy Joe, you've been an absolute pleasure and I'm so excited to see what this, you know, Athletes Unlimited career is going to look like for you and what just Thank you. Yeah, and and everything that you're doing to, you know, continue to grow your sport and continue to inspire the younger generation. I think that's amazing and I'm just so glad that we got the chance to talk about you for the whole time. I love it. Me? Don't thank you. Yes. And now I need to if, if I ever I need to interview you. <laughs> maybe i'll just call you after because we're new friends <laughs> i know right now that we're officially friends now we can be friends after this as well so i love it cool well good luck with everything and i will obviously be seeing you in the athletes unlimited world yes thank you for having me i feel honored yes of course thanks sammy <laughs>